What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome back to another new episode of Her with Amina Brown. And uh, I am back here in the living room with Matt. Okay. Owen, who is my husband and also my podcast producer as well. So he is honored to be on her. <laughs> so right. I enter this space mm, very tenderly. Okay. This is her space. Yeah. It's, not his space. That's right. It's very, it's very rare that there is a male voice here. Mm. So, you know, we we welcome you here, even though you you are kind of a, a quasi-member of the living room because you help everything sound good here. I can so, EQ some of the bass out of my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that I think your voice is fine. Okay. <laughs> as it is. But I think you have already sort of been a little member here with us. You've just been more of a quiet member because you've been here making sure that all of the guests sound great, that all of the music sounds great. So it's nice to get to hear from you on this side of the Happy mic. to play a part. And it's also nice to be able to look at your face. Usually for recording, <laughs> either your back is to me That's or my true. back is to you. And so... Little eye contact. That's hey, true. Eyes. You know, we get to do a little flirtation here. Sorry. Hey, brown eyes. Okay. That's that's for um that's for a different um podcast. When that's we do hard. when we do our OnlyFans, oh. we'll let y'all know about that. We'll do a podcast called theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, how would y'all feel if we had our OnlyFans for real? If you listen to this, DM me and tell me if we had our OnlyFans, would you follow us? But some of y'all probably don't want to admit that you that you're on OnlyFans anyway. So Ooh. that's okay. That's all right. You can just, you know, whatever anonymous way you want to communicate. We were in a meeting one time <laughs> and someone uh was telling me about uh some service that we should have been on uh for invoicing. And I don't remember what th- it was. Yeah. But when I was typing it into my phone, it autocorrect changed it it was something close enough <laughs> close enough to only fans only fans and i typed it in and the site comes up while you're sitting in this meeting you're Yikes. looking down you're like i don't have a that's i'm not i was trying to type in <laughs> mm. the, hmm please yikes you know it's just it's difficult okay it's difficult so we are talking about our favorite food cities from the road we talked about chicago last episode so new yorkers I would not leave you hanging out there. Mm. You are also one not I I really have to stop for a moment and speak about New York because I just feel that of all the cities I've traveled to, New York and I have a very special love affair. It is just a city that I have always loved. I traveled there by myself before Matt and I were dating. Almost moved there many times in my life. So that New York is my mojo city. 
I love to be there at any time. Anytime there's an excuse to be be there, near there, close to there, I'm trying to be in New York. So shout out to my New Yorkers listening. Makes sense. Let us discuss New York as a food city. Mm. Listen, mm. that I, I really feel, I, I know there's a lot of conversation around Chicago pizza versus New York pizza. For me, it's not really a versus because mm. I just feel like we are talking about two very different things and it feels strange to me to compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, either city I'm in, I'm going to eat that pizza is the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to eat Chicago pizza in Chicago. And when I'm in New York, I'm not going to be like, why New York pizza ain't Chicago pizza? I'm going to eat New York pizza. It's like trap music and boom bap, both in the genre of hip hop, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. two whole different types Very of different. music. Very yeah. different. Different uses, just different everything. So I want to give a shout out to that New York slice. I want to give a shout out to being able to fold that pizza up in yeah. your hand. I want to yeah. give a shout out to those flimsy paper plates that the pizza slice yeah. typically Grease comes on. Through. Man, like really, that's one of my favorite things about New York. Um, because Matt and I are true to form hip hop heads musically, but also just the culture generally, um, definitely had to go to Junior's and get that cheesecake. <laughs> you know, like shout out to making the band. We, did, we didn't walk there. No, we did not. We, took, we did we not train. walk to Junior's. But I did feel, shout out to Dylon, 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 <laughs> that we needed to have that cheesecake. And Junior's, I I mean, I'm not sure why Puff wanted those kids to walk over there. I'm not sure that's why that's the way they needed to show they were hardworking. But when we took our cab ride <laughs> <laughs> to Junior's, that cheesecake was delicious. It sure was. Speaking of Dylon, 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 that's kind of interesting moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like a, that's a phrase I use pretty regularly. (laughs) And as I get older, now I'm starting to wonder how many times I'm making that reference to something. Yeah, my top five, die line, die line, die line, die line. line. (laughs) I'm saying that to somebody and they just looking at me. I wonder if they even get it. I I have certainly made reference to, like, I have been in meetings in various conversations and said, I mean, it's not like we about to walk to juniors. Like, I've said it. And now I'm like, damn, I don't really know. I don't really know who there in the meeting was like laughing because they assumed I was being funny or was laughing because they actually watched yeah, making the making band, the band. Yeah. <laughs> on MTV. So shout out to you who remember that. If you don't, though, it's a good Google. It's a good Google rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> like making the band as a series on MTV is is akin. It's akin to me in a pop culture sense into what. Um, the Godfather is to oh, to wow. film culture because there's certain references of the Godfather that show up in so many movies. Right, right. That if you've never seen the Godfather, you're like, why is everybody laughing about the horse in the bed? And why did they say sleeps with the fishes? And why did they say go to the mattresses? Like it's like a whole lexicon you're missing. Yeah. And if you were to go down the rabbit hole of that making the band, yep. Sean Puffy Combs edition. Mm. It's some references that you'll be like, that's why people saying dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> why? Okay. Other than juniors, other foods that we remember having in New York? Oh, um, first of all, to me, New York is such an interesting place because you have so many different people groups from where they're from. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in the South, we have Southern folk. Right, right, and right. And so we have Southern food. Yeah. And so there might be, 
my mamma might have fried chicken this way, and so that's why my family fries chicken this way. And then your family might have fried chicken that way, but really, if we're being honest, all their secret ingredient was sugar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I got my secret ingredient. And I don't know why they'd always kind of laugh and be like, secret ingredient I'm like, it's and definitely like sugar. Chuckle. Oh, my gosh. So many foods. Spaghetti, fried chicken, everything yeah, with sugar. sugar. <laughs> so it's like, you know, Southern folks found a Southern way of making Southern food. And so that's what we know down here. And then we'll get, you know, a watered down version of something by, you know, we really don't have great tacos in Atlanta. You know, I know some people fight beyond that, but being from Texas is, we know the difference, you know, and then Texas tacos are different from California tacos. You know what I mean? Like learn that the hard way. And so, uh, but it's interesting. You can go, you can be in New York and go to a Pakistani restaurant and you get in, that food you go you're going to uh you know the place where they were making the duck pancakes yeah and you're like oh and then you might see some like ducks hanging <laughs> from the ceiling yeah in the you're restaurant. like oh okay mm-hmm. that's that's different you know mm-hmm. uh shout out to uh what was the place where they made the was it a pakistani big mac or something like that oh man i to? wish i knew the name of the restaurant but i, I do need to shout out famous fat day there y'all. we go because this was a, a splurge of a food tour worth it that I had wanted to go on Do it. for so many years. When I was a journalist, now. I'm going to see if we can find the link to add to the show notes, if it even still exists online anyplace. If it doesn't, then I'll try to put uh, the the image of this on my social media so y'all can see it. But many moons ago, when I was a journalist, one of my first cover stories, I believe it was for um, Creative Loafing Charlotte, which was Charlotte's Alt-Weekly, right? Any of you that are familiar with Alt-Weeklies is sort of like your 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 irreverent paper that you have in town. It's it's not it's not the straight lace newspaper. It's not your conventional media. It it's it's the Alt-Weekly, which means it covers more art stuff. It covers things that maybe your regular type of newspaper or media outlet would miss, right? So back in the day for Charlotte, that was Creative Loafing Charlotte. And I knew the editor-in-chief there. Shout out to Carlton Hargrove, actually. And he was like, hey, we just had a writer not be able to finish this story. He was like, can you finish this cover story? And it's about asking like different folks from different cities their recommendations of like stuff to do in that city. So basically the story, like the, the sources and everything were already there. I just had to interview them. And Famous Fat Dave was the person that I had to interview for New York. And if you're not familiar with Famous Fat Dave, he has one of those classic um, checker cabs that he owns, actually, one of like the vintage ones. So you can literally do this tour in a cab or you can do a walking tour. And I'd always wanted to do one. And the other times that Matt and I had been to New York, we didn't have time. Well, um, at a certain point, we had gotten booked in Philly to support the project of our artist friend, Red Baron. He was releasing some work. And so we went there to like support him. And we were like, we're three hours from New York. Should we? Yes. So we went ahead, took a train, stayed in Brooklyn, which was amazing. Um, And while we were there, we were like, we're doing this with Famous Fat Dave. Stayed in a brownstone. Stayed in a brownstone in Brooklyn. Like, yo, every time we walked out of there, yo. it felt like like if you grew up watching the Cosby show, it looked like what you saw when they showed the outside of the house. You're like, wow. And I want to shout out to, I'm trying to find the, the correct name for it, y'all. 
because we used at that time there was there was a a service where you could find out people of color who were offering their homes, you know, or or portions of their home for you to rent, like similar to some other services you might use now. But because there were so many racist things happening with some of those other services, we used one where we could actually like support support this. So the one that we used, it was called Noir B&B at that time. So this Black woman owned a brownstone and she had converted like the basement of the brownstone into like a little mini kind of apartment thing where people could come and stay. And so that's where we stayed, which was fabulous. I mean, she had a beautiful courtyard that you could walk out on the basement level. I mean, it was fantastic. So we stayed there. We decided on the walking tour because I kind of felt like as much food as you was going to eat with Famous Fat Dave on this, you know, tour. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt like walking, at least you're burning <laughs> some something. Something. And we were walking fast. It <laughs> it was. It did it did the thing. Yeah, for sure. So he took us to a Pakistan a Pakistani restaurant uh-huh. to have uh their version of a Big Mac. Yeah. Which was amazing. Incredible. Um, we ate Japanese food. We had Chinese food. We went through Chinatown and Little Italy. I yep. mean, we ended the tour having this like wonderful cannoli. We had oh, a slice of pizza. Wow. Like, so I we are not getting paid in any way to share this information with you, but I'm telling you, if you want to go to New York and do a food splurge for any of my foodies listening, famous fat Dave got you. You gotta do it. It was fantastic. And getting a chance to like see all of these different areas of New York, different neighborhoods and stuff like that. You know, that's one thing I love about New York that's just different from a lot of cities, like the the different boroughs and Mm -hmm. even inside the boroughs, the different areas where there are different like cultures and people living and their food traditions, like love to see it. That's one of my favorite things about New York. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I feel like all my other things about New York are like not food related now because I'm like, and I love just walking down the street and seeing all the people, even though I go slow because I'm from the South. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is like the food is, uh, you know, the food goes with the neighborhood, though. You yeah. Know what I mean, what whatever part of town you're in, there are s- certain specific things that are there. It's, it, you know, it's different. Like. um it made me also love the side of Atlanta that we live in. Yeah. Because the side of Atlanta that we live in, uh, we live ITP, for those of you not from Atlanta, that's inside the perimeter. There's 285 that goes around ATL. And there's 
always, long as I've been in Atlanta, it's always a thing with your ITP or OTP, and people argue about who's the real Atlanta, and then now we're arguing about, you know, is old Atlanta the real Atlanta? Well, which old Atlanta are you? So now there's so many different iterations, of, but it makes me love the side of town that we live on because it's still mom and pop restaurants. It's still small. You're not going to find multiples of these out there. It's still, you know, we still have some some of that, you know, thing that's not like, you know, insert whatever, you know, when they're when they're building the suburban town and they're going to put this restaurant beside this restaurant beside this, you know, supercuts beside this whatever, you know, Walmart, Target, whatever. Um so it, it was really cool seeing all these types of restaurants uh eating the was it, uh, ch- checho and Oh, the Quechua Pepe? Yeah, I don't know how to say it. I think it's Quechua Pepe. Is it Quechua? It could is it be Quechua Pepe. Anyways, it caught me. Either way, that Pepe <laughs> was delicious. Me. The Pepe catches me every time. <laughs> yes. I do remember that was a part of our it food tour. Amazing. And we were experiencing that dish eaten out of a not not eaten out of, but like made out of a wheel of cheese. That. So those of you that are familiar with this dish know what I'm talking about. It's pretty much pasta, cheese, and pepper, right? But this particular restaurant, the famous Fat Dave took us to, they would take the pasta and swirl it around in the middle of this wheel mm-hmm. of cheese yes. and then put the fresh cracked pepper. The like, Lord's work. I, I was going to give a special shout out to the pasta in New York because that pasta was amazing. I went there on for my 30th birthday and my best friend Adrian and I went to New York and she actually just texted me. Um, like I guess it sent her like memories of her having emailed me or messaged me to tell me that she had booked her ticket because we were like this month, all those years ago, she had booked her ticket for us to go for my birthday in May for our 30th. And we went and um, went to see a Broadway play, went to see Fela Kuti. Um, we went to see Fela, which was about Fela Kuti, which was on Broadway at that time. And we left there and just happened to find this little Italian restaurant in New York, not far from where the play had been. And it was very small. Only 12 people could sit inside the restaurant. It was like had a long table and that's it. And we sat there and ordered this pasta that was like some of the most amazing pasta I've ever had in my life, you know. So I think that's the other interesting thing about New York, kind of similar to what you were saying, is, you know, when you go to a city like Dallas, for example— Everything's big. Mm-hmm. The restaurants sometimes have like three floors and, mm-hmm. you know, 400 people can fit inside the restaurant. But to be in a city like New York, which doesn't have massive amounts of land available like that, you mm-hmm. know, so there's a lot more little small, you know, hole in the wall, little small spots like that where you could go in a restaurant and eat that type of pasta or go in a restaurant that can only seat 16 people and you can eat sushi there. You go know? in that bodega and get Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I also want to shout out to Chinese food in New York because let me tell y'all um, how I had to learn my lesson. I went to New York um, once without Matt for a business meeting and I was there, you know, just, I, I just, New York for me is like an introvert's dream because it's like somehow you can like walk around this city that's very busy and full of people, but no one talks to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like a perfect place to sort of like be in your head, but also not be alone because there's all these people around. So I had like, I'm, I'm a very much a Yelp person. I trust the stars on Yelp. So I found this Chinese restaurant 
and went by there, you know, like ordered myself a noodle dish and ordered myself some vegetables to go with it. But let me tell y'all how the chefs in New York are not playing games, okay? They were not, this particular restaurant I went to, they were not about serving Americanized Chinese food. Mm -mm. Whatever we grew up, you know, going to our Americanized Chinese restaurants where the chefs there were like, we know these Americans ain't gonna eat the Chinese food that's really like that we know from our people. Mm -hmm. So we gonna throw some honey in here and Mm -hmm. let's throw some sugar on that. (laughs) Secret ingredients. Exactly. And like help them eat this. This restaurant was serving Szechuan Chinese food. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a person that can handle like huge amounts of spice anyway. Uh But I'm gonna tell y'all that I got them noodles home and it's a very wild experience. Not home home, but you know, hotel home. That's how Matt and I would refer to it when we were on the road. Um, <laughs> Hotel. Yeah, sometimes we would sing that. Um, what was that song that they redid for... There's a show that um, Gordon Ramsay had. Oh, Gordon Ramsay had a show called Hotel Hell. Yeah. And they had redone a song for the theme song where they would say, Hotel, Hotel Hell. So I would take that <laughs> and I would say, Hotel, Hotel Home. Like, you know, when we were going home. So I, I told y'all ho- she could sing. <laughs> so I went to Hotel Home. And y'all, I have never eaten something that was the most delicious thing that I'd had and burned me the most in every regard. It was so spicy. Okay, in comparison to the hot chicken we had in Nashville. It might have been spicier than that. What was the the spot? Uh, Junior's? Prince's. Prince's. Yeah, Prince's Hot Chicken. Prince's Hot Chicken. Yeah, it might it might have been spicier than that. And it was very hard Ooh, on wee. me because sometimes a thing can be spicy but not tasty. Yeah. And so then you're kind of like, uh, I don't really want to like push myself to get through this. Because Prince's, it hurt, but I but wanted to keep so eating. So good. That's how that Chinese food was, yo. And I was like, I I'm I was like, that's on me because I don't I I don't really, you know, I had never really been to a restaurant that wasn't Americanized Chinese food, really. So yeah, it burned the hell out of everything. But it was good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to New York. Got to pay the cost to be the boss. Well, you have brought up Prince's, and I feel we should discuss our Southeast tour okay. that we typically took every year. Every year. And we never planned this, y'all. But there was a period of time that Matt and I were doing a lot of youth events mm-hmm. and a lot of college events. And that, number one, because I'm Black, made our Black History Month very busy. <laughs> because a lot of the colleges would want to book me during Black History Month. And then youth events get real busy around March time because there's a lot of like spring break camps and different little weekend things and stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So inevitably, we would end up with a run through the South. And when I say through the South, I don't mean through New Orleans, through Atlanta, through Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I mean through all the little bitty towns Mm -hmm. in between them places. Mm-hmm. You didn't hit a major city, no place. Durham mm-hmm. might be the closest. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You, you might might have to drive. Two hours mm-hmm. from where we would have been to get to a major city. During our Southeast tour, we took it upon ourselves to partake of the South's delicacies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that was fried food. A lot of fried food. You know, there was a good bit of um, fried chicken, you mm-hmm. know, Shout out to Prince's, you know, which is really uh, the inventor of the hot chicken. I just want to put that out here. Prince's and Bolton's 
originators and innovators of the hot chicken. I know there are some other names out there and I'm not going to say them, but y'all know them. But I'm telling you, these two black owned establishments indeed deserve to uh, get their props on she, this. She ain't going to say any other names on here, but I will say that every time we drive past the one in Atlanta, she gives a hmm. I'll never go in there. But anyways, y'all go to Princess and Bolton's when y'all in Nashville and stop right. playing games with me. Okay. Fried catfish is something I enjoyed on our Southeast yeah. tour. Mm-hmm. You get up in through the Carolinas, the South Carolina, the North Carolina. If you're looking for a vegetable, we're not sure. Green beans with some pork. <laughs> Um, I ordered a vegetable medley several oh, times yeah. in a restaurant in the Carolinas and received what looked like the frozen veggies yeah. you can get where the, like the little small. Little. Yeah, it's like the carrots <laughs> are like a cube. It's yeah. like a little cube mm-hmm. square and the peas in a little dish. That was the veggie. I wish y'all could have seen how Amina cocked her head and did her mm-hmm. face and her hands like to show small. y'all how small. I'm trying to show y'all the cube was. is like it's less than a baby carrot. The cube is like it, it would take. Um, 12 cubes to make a baby carrot is what I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> so we don't know about where those veggies are at. If if you go to like a soul food spot, you gonna have some collard greens there. Mm-hmm. Now it depends on the soul food spot. Them collard greens might be, you know, might be a little ham hog mixed in. Might oh, be a little be. smoked turkey situation. You can kind of get that. But if you go into your traditional like southern spot, not yeah. soul food, because mm-hmm. I think there's differences there's difference. in that. There's, there's some intersections, but right. there's some differences. And there's some differences. Yeah. But if you go on a traditional southern spot, that catfish is going to be fried to perfection. Mm-hmm. But if you were asking for a fresh vegetable, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody knows where mm-hmm. that's at. So I wanted to... That was my time of the year where I we would be like... We got some coleslaw. Okay, we eating catfish. You know what else we going to get? Them hush puppies. Hush puppies. South Carolina and North Carolina got a hush puppy... Oh, yeah. To give you. Yes, it's they delicious. Do. Sometimes they got a little jalapeno mixed inside the hush puppy. Sometimes there's actual corn inside the hush puppy. Either way, fried to perfection, delicious. Mm. I want to speak a word about barbecue, mm-hmm. which we also enjoyed yes, in the did. Carolinas. Mm-hmm. There's some, some things about that Southeast tour, because we weren't really people who just ate those things all the time. Now, fried chicken, we did eat all the mm-hmm. time I, whenever we I wanted partake. to. But we didn't really like fry catfish at home, nah. and make hush puppies at home, and mm. stuff like that. that so if we, on the road. If we were out there on the southeast tour. Yep, get it in. Yep. We about to go get this barbecue right here. We about to get these green beans that we know got ham inside. <laughs> 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 these biscuits. That's another thing about the southeast tour. Yes, I want to speak a word about Maple Street biscuits, oh, which we originally encountered in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. And I don't even know if they have this biscuit on the menu anymore. Mm. But they used to have a biscuit that had fried chicken. Yes, it did. It was like a fried chicken thigh. Mm-hmm. And then it had collard greens. Yes. And then it had an over easy egg. Yes, it Ooh. did. My, my. That thing right there. Mm. Oh, wait. Just thinking about that biscuit today. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to y'all. We didn't have Maple Street biscuits in Atlanta then. So mm-hmm. when we were in Jacksonville, we we actually went there two or three times while we were there for this I'm, game. I'm going to go for a jog after this just to make up for my past sins. <laughs> Yo, so then they brought Maple Street Biscuits to Atlanta and not me cheering, <laughs> not me cheering out loud like, <gasps> Maple Street! Like, not me giving it that, y'all. Like, that's how good that biscuit was. So mm-hmm. you on a Southeast run, 
you know, which for us was typically like somewhere between Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. It was typically going to be somewhere. Every now and then, edge a little into Kentucky. Yeah. Edge a little into some parts of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So you want to go ahead and get your barbecue, which is all going to be different depending Mm -hmm. on where you're going there. Whatever type of sauce you're going to get, yeah. The barbecue in North Carolina was going to be different from the barbecue you might get between Tennessee and Kentucky mm-hmm. because the barbecue in Memphis mm-hmm. going to taste different they from... They're going to pull that pork different. Right. You know, you got to get some ribs if mm. you're getting close to Memphis yes. area. Yes. Ooh. You got to do that because you got to get the barbecue sauce right. I There was a lot about the hotels and things on them Southeast runs that was hard on us, but the food was great. Sure was. <laughs> and if, if you were driving to and you're trying to stay on the road, stopping off at a barbecue spot... <laughs> trying to eat that barbecue. If you're going to try to eat while you're driving, that's no, trouble. No, But also, getting back in the car and trying to drive after not driving and eating barbecue, that's trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we had to learn how to pace ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit better regarding that. Because <laughs> a lot of times, basically how the Southeast run would go is typically we might get one like anchor gig. Sometimes we get an anchor gig that we flew to, right? So we mm-hmm. might fly to someplace in Virginia mm-hmm. and do the gig there. But then we'd have to rent a car to drive because the gig in Virginia, we could get a gig that might only be like another two or three hours from there in mm-hmm. Tennessee somewhere. And then we got to get from Tennessee down to Alabama. Then we got to get from Alabama to South Carolina. So sometimes we could have anywhere from like four days to a 10-day run Mm -hmm. on the road, you know, where it depends on how the dates were set up. You're not all in the same place. So it's not like you can buy eggs and things at the grocery store and hope that's all going to last you. You know, you really had to eat out a lot in order to handle the schedule. Yep. But I, I, I enjoyed that run. I enjoyed every hush puppy and biscuit. Oh, yes. I want to give a shout out to the sweet tea that was readily available, mm. literally at every restaurant you went to. Not just Southern food restaurants, and not just soul food. Every place, mm. every place of the South, you could get sweet tea any time of day. See, I just grew up that tea, sweet tea, all tea was sweet. Why would you not? <laughs> that made no sense. Yeah, that was hard on me when um when we would go back into Texas and some places in the Midwest and we would be like, can we get some sweet tea? And they would be like, we can get you tea and here's sugar. I'd be like, "Ah, ah, ah." no, Uh -uh. that's not what we're talking about. Uh -uh. That's not sweet tea. Get out of here. When I first moved to Dallas, ordered some sweet tea, they talking about sugar on the table. No, I don't do that. I'm like, well, that's why I came here. (laughs) You want me to fry my burger too? You want me to drop the fry basket for you? I mean, what else? I, that's why I came to you, partner. I came to you because I don't want to make it. No. Who who on earth is putting non-sweet tea in their mouth? I don't know what that means. For enjoyment I, purposes. To this day, that just sounds... I'm, I'm like, if I'm going to have not sweet tea, then just water. It's like, give me, give me sweet tea or just give me water. Yeah. I don't want whatever else you're doing. You can mix the sweet tea and lemonade, also acceptable mm. as a Southern tradition. Mm. But anything else, that just sounds like water. You know, I don't think I've tried non-sweetened tea in my 40s, though. I wonder, because my taste buds have changed. Like, once upon a time, it was Coke, Dr. Pepper, whatever. Mm -hmm. That era has now left me. And I'm in more of a carbonated water (laughs) for a treat. I never knew this was going to happen to me. Never. For the most part, had been on the flavored carbonated water, mm-hmm. but recently, 
I can just drink it. Whereas once upon a time, if I would have got some carbonated water, you know how you, you go to McDonald's back in the day and you order Sprite and the Sprite thing was out. So you get it and it's all carbon. You'd be like, what is, Boy, you know? Yikes. Oh, it felt offensive to my mouth. But now I'm like, yeah, oh, that's a treat. Oh, so I'm going to tell you what your 40s brings you is um, drinking sparkling water and saying things like, mm, that's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's your 40s, y'all. If y'all want to know part of what it is, Part of it is definitely that right there. But, you know, maybe we need to do this as an experiment. I have, because I told y'all I'm having to, like, count my sugar things. I have gone to a restaurant and asked them to do half sweet tea and half unsweet tea. <sighs> now, I'm going to tell y'all, I, I didn't like saying it. it. It really hurt my feelings a little bit because I don't want that. I don't want the half to Mm-mm. be unsweet. I don't want that. No. But I know I'm going to want to eat some other things in the meal and I can't burn all my sugar availabilities mm. in my sweet tea. Mm. So I have tried that and it was more satisfactory to me than I thought it was going to be. Wow. So we might have to try a little experiment and see if we are people that can drink unsweet tea. I guess people can change. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to the Southeast Run. Mm-hmm for all that it brought us of Southern delicacies. I want to give a shout out to all the cobbler that we were able to have in various Mm -hmm. sundry Southern locations. I want to give a shout out to New York Mm -hmm. and Juniors Mm -hmm. and Dylon, but I guess I'm going (laughs) to shout out Dylon. I need to shout out Dylon, 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 Dylon. You need to make sure you get all the, it's like a bunch of Dylons. You got to get in there. I think it's five. Yeah, the top five. Yeah, Dylon, 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 Dylon. That's a lot of Dylons. Mm. Um, I'm going to see if we could find a link to put in the show notes for those of you that are not familiar with Sean Puffy Combs making the band. And yes, I did say Sean Puffy Combs because during that era, he wasn't Papa Love or Daddy Love or whatever that is today. <laughs> he wasn't Diddy. And I don't care what names he decides to be. Um, his grandmama call him Puffy and that's what I'm doing too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thank y'all for joining us. We would uh, love to tell you more about our food and road adventures soon. See y'all next week. Her with Amina Brown is produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.